What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we are going to talk sports cards because sports cards is like the sports stock market for players. And I think there's going to be a ton of insight, how to make money, what you could be doing. And then I'm going to get Abe's beginner thoughts. We're going to teach him how to trade sports cards, how to make money, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to have questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll do ranked at the end, the best stadium environments we've ever been in. Curious to hear what everyone listening, where the favorite places you've been in a game, whether it's win or loss, just the loudest, craziest, most fun place to play or to watch teams play. Snapback fam, another episode. Let's get it. Blue wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on all year, every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh, he broke his ankles. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, is my longtime best friend and co-host, Abe Granoff. There it is. Abe, what's up? You're forgetting the uh, the tagline? The intro. I, I can start doing the intro. Change it up a little bit. All right. Maybe we'll work on that. All right. So everyone's seen me posting stuff all over the internet about sports cards, and I'm sure it's piqued some people's interest. I texted and, you yesterday. I was yeah. like, listen, what am I missing out on here? Exactly. Like, I used to have this huge... Um, it was actually the a Spalding ball, but as a cover, a huge book. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, it had like thousands of cards in it, which I really wish I had now. Yeah. But I've moved houses like three times since I was a kid, so it can only survive so many moves. But I'm thinking, like, there's a book out there that I used to have that's probably worth a lot. All right, so here's where I probably kill everyone's hopes and dreams because one, yes, everyone like remembers when they were a kid collecting cards. Or I actually, I'll never forget when I got a Josh Childress. You remember his Afro? Yeah, yeah, rookie yeah. rookie jersey card. So exactly. Keep, as a matter of fact, keep going while I log on eBay. I'm just see how much it, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's in the league anymore. So to kill everyone's hopes and dreams, like I said, all your cards most likely are worth nothing. Everyone had thousands of cards, but your cards aren't going to be worth much. Unless you have a mint, a mint gem, perfect condition rookie card of Kobe or Braun or those guys from years ago. <clears throat> Josh Childress. Right. The majority of your cards won't be worth anything. So I have to bust everyone's bubble up front. With that being said, there is an incredible time to make money right now. Think about this, the sneaker market. This is like those sneaker kids who flip and make money. Think about YouTube. When everyone got into YouTube, everyone was like, oh, there's too many people. Now, 10 years later, everyone, I mean, the top guys are making millions in YouTube. Like there's just a prime opportunity here to make money. But everyone's like, how do I actually do it? So three months ago, I actually knew zero. So we're playing the role of I'm a mini expert and only because I put in a lot of time, effort and money into it. But I still have a lot to learn, but I can at least catch people up to speed on the beginner aspect. So I wonder what your first question is. Well, to comment, I found the Josh Childress card on eBay. Uh And any guesses? It's a rookie signed jersey card. Um, let's see. Is it job. numbered? Is it numbered? Does it say like dash 99 or anything? Um, Jack, this was about 15 years ago. So I'm going to need you to cut back on the questions. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying. I'll let you know that Josh Childress is currently playing for the San An Neo Phoenix of the Japanese B League. I'm going to guess his card is worth no more than a dollar on eBay. Even if it's signed Jersey patch, all that good stuff. Yeah, you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of different numbers. Um, the floor being eighty nine cents, and the ceiling being oh, we got a seven dollar ninety five cent one. Okay, so maybe you're sitting on an eight dollar card somewhere in your last three moves. But what, as a beginner, you were like, I mean, you texted me, do I really need to be buying Messi, Ronaldo? Yes, is the question, but we'll get to that. So I want to no, know what, like, I, what I'm most curious question. about, and this is a genuine at, like back and forth. Like I really don't know much about this, but like yeah. you said, we've all been collecting sports cards for since we were children. Like you and I are both 24 years old, and we can remember having these packs when we were 10 years old. What happened recently that this industry is taking off? Like, did it go away? 
the past 15 years? Did we not know about it? That's this, a great question. Or is this just a new, or is this just a market that's not new that you've just hopped back into? That's a great question. So the market's been there, but a lot to do with the boom of it is a couple of things. One, there was an era that too many cards were printed. So in the 80s, when the early 80s, when they were printing select amount of cards and then MJ comes about, like there, there weren't that many cards. So it's all about supply and demand. Then for 20 years, they print way too many cards. So there's no valuable cards out there. Like everyone and their mom could have whatever, a Kevin Durant card or a Tim Duncan card, whatever it was, uh, a Patrick Ewing card. So now they've kind of cut back and these companies, Panini and Tops, Upper Deck, depending on the sport, they limit it. So there's now cards. I'm holding a card. Um, let's see if I can find one right here. So I have a card. I don't have any in front of me, of course, but there's cards that are numbered. So to 100, to 5, to 1, where there was only one card printed in the world. So the supply and demand is definitely lifted. I think we live in a social media era, uh, era where players are now brands, which means people are invested in them. Think about it. 10 years ago, you didn't care. Like Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens were cool, but you cared about the Eagles. Like now there are diehard investments in just players themselves. There's more Steph Curry fans than Warrior fans nowadays, which is crazy to think about. So you can now technically invest in those players. I also think Gary V. he talks a lot about the fact that it could be the art of our generation. Like me and you growing up, do you ever look at like your mom's house and you're like, oh, that painting's sick? No. But if you had like the only LeBron card that was autographed in the world, like what would you rather show off in your house? So there's a lot of different aspects. Plus it's a trend. So like, like you said, like we collected growing up, then we kind of hit middle school, upper school, high school. And now we reminisce and kids are collecting with their parents now that it's back. There's just a lot of momentum that's driving. Yeah, I think I think the most interesting thing you said is, especially the the generation that we're in with sports now is is not not me and you necessarily, but I guess we'll call it the the TikTok generation. I think that's the, <laughs> we're more of the Vine generation, yeah. um, the TikTok generation. There's a lot more player. You see um, fans bouncing around, Jack, but just because they they support a player like someone's becoming a Cavs fan okay now they're a Lakers fan that's interesting because if you're buying into one player then the sports card thing the sports card industry really appeals to you but like listen I'm an Eagles fan if I pulled a a one of one Ezekiel Elliott card like Mm -hmm. yeah I would text you right away and you'd be like yo 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 (laughs) but like I'd be pissed like I'm not a I'm not a player fan I'm a team fan so for someone like me who only likes teams and not necessarily players unless they're named LeBron James. Um, the industry doesn't seem as appealing, but then but, but I'm the, learning. No, 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 but then I'm learning. Yeah. Listen, man, there's some money to be made. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is you're a team guy, but you're also a money guy. And <laughs> oh, anyone, money. anyone who senses a little bit of money, but the, the player-specific thing is more just why I think the card industry is blowing up. It doesn't mean you have to be a player-first thing. Uh, fan like you can still be a team fan which is why you'll collect Carson Wentz well not Carson Wentz cards you'll collect your team's favorite cards when really they might not have any value like a Hollywood Brown card doesn't go for much on the market but he's one of my favorite players on the Ravens so I would collect that and be excited if I got one of him on the flip side if you identify Jalen Hurts as something like Lamar Jackson you could get Jalen Hurts' first cards are going to go for a dollar, three bucks, five bucks. His autograph cards, 10 bucks. His patch autos, 20 bucks. Get if, in early, Jack. Right. Get if in went, early. Dude, if I had been in cards a year ago, before the Lamar Jackson blow up to MVP, his cards went from $35. And for everyone listening, everyone has a million different cards. There's a million brands. So, when I'm referring to these cards, it'll normally be like Panini Prism, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, but, they, is that like the the Nike Adidas of sports cards? Yeah, Panini Prism. So it's like Panini is is strong in football and basketball, and then Prism is the number one right now, and then Optic uh, is number two, and Select are like two and three. So, anyways, for this example, Lamar Jackson before the MVP season, thirty five bucks. So I've been talking about Lamar Jackson like way too much, where people get annoyed about it. 
but his card's now $500, one of those $35 cards. If you, if I bought 10 of them, which is I've lost way more on a single bet on the Ravens. If I bet 10 of them on Lamar, I'd have $5,000 worth of Lamar Jackson cards off of 350 bucks. So that's, that's an MVP. Let, Let me ask you a question though. Okay, so you have this thirty dollars Lamar card that's mm-hmm. now valued at five hundred, but he right. he's two years into your in his career, and you're right. a diehard Ravens fan. So you're thinking, you're biasedly thinking, oh, he's gonna we're gonna win a Super Bowl with Lamar. Yeah, how can this card go up more? But yeah. say that Lamar's best years are behind him, and by that, hundred percent. If if you're are you best, risking? Are you? I'm selling. I'm well. It depends on your risk profile, like how. How much were you saying Lamar's gonna have a good year? Like, <laughs> I'll give, uh, like, I'll give you an example. I'm holding two players right here for everyone listening. You can't see I'm Rui and Drew Locke. These are two guys. I'm I mean, you can't. I mean, that Drew card is Locke. I, I'm <laughs> but, not gonna speak for Rui, but I that's a Hall of Fame card. And right, so you might think he's a Hall of Famer. I think this is the perfect season. The card market's blowing up. Drew Locke has the swag, the style. People love him. He has the weapons. He has the defense. They make a playoff run. This Drew Locke card, which I got for, I don't know, 20 bucks, could go up to $90. I don't think Drew Locke's a Hall of Fame quarterback. i probably flip him after the year. It's tough with Lamar because everyone's like, oh, he made that jump to MVP. Yes, he could win a Super Bowl or he could never play like that again. So it depends. I'm going to hold a lot of Lamar, but it would make a lot of sense to sell them. Does the Super Bowl aspect to it in terms of the cards valuation only apply really to like the main guys in the team? Like for instance, say I was holding on to a, a Damian Williams card mm-hmm. last year, early in the season. He's a running back. Um, yep. He doesn't get all, he's not like a, ma- a bell cow back. He's not a superstar, but he had a really good playoffs. and he had a really good Super Bowl. And now he has a Super Bowl on his resume. How does a Super Bowl win or an accolade like that, a championship, affect like a, a role player and okay. then their valuation? Of the That's cards? a great question and super important to note. Quarterbacks rule football and it's not even close. A Danny Dimes goes for 20 times a Christian McCaffrey. Danny Dimes goes for 20 times Christian McCaffrey because he's just... Like, that's what happens. You have injuries in the sport, and quarterbacks just rule the sport. Basketball, all five positions can rule. Centers are a little tougher, but overall, it's quarterback in the sport. I think as the market continues to grow, and we need lower-level people to get in, I think wide receiver and running back will grow. Damian Williams, though, goes for nothing. But on the grounds of the Super Bowl question, that is massive. Same thing with an NBA title. That locks you in. So, the difference between Mahomes and Lamar right now is that Super Bowl title. Lamar's floor is so much lower than Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes never played again, his card's probably locked at a solid price, having an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Lamar could fall off. Like, think of Cam Newton. Like, the difference, if Cam Newton wins that Super Bowl, his card would have stayed really locked in. It's the same thing with Giannis and LeBron right now. Like, LeBron is one of the greats, of course, and Giannis is probably the peak of a card that you can get. He's honestly higher than like Kobe because of his potential, but his floor is a little lower than you would like because he doesn't have the title. I want you to rank these four cards in terms of value. Okay. Two of them, two of them, you may not be able to because you're not, you're not involved in baseball and hockey. Mm -hmm. Ready? Giannis. Fuck hockey. Uh, Crosby, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Okay, he's like, so Giannis. Well, are you going to keep the same? And then, and then I was going to say like Mike Trout. Okay, so but a guy like Trout hasn't has played in one postseason in his career, right? So but he's all he's known as one of the greats. A player who was the football Lamar Mahomes. Okay, well I would use Lamar in this case because study. he hasn't won a championship. Right. So you're picking four superstars, four all, at the top of their yeah, the four top of the game. essentially MVPs. So the value, if I could take one. Like I had to pick between one and they're all the same, generally the same level. They're all, they're all here. Right, Let's just, right. I've been Prism, following your snap for a few weeks. Right. PSA 10. <laughs> yeah. PSA 10. Uh, one card of five. Card. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Okay. I would go, this is weird. I would actually go Mike Trout. I think World Series in baseball. Is this, is this subjective or you're telling me how the market Reacts. Uh, how the market reacts. So, like, this is what you think they're val- okay. Right. So, I would go Mike Trout one, 
because I think the baseball market, they don't really care as much about World Series because it's nine players on a field, right? So that it's you, 22 for it is for football, but you know the quarterback rules the game. And that's Fair. it's all about what the market wants to pay Correct. for it. So Trout won. I would go Giannis to Giannis. I mean, do you think he could be a top five player of all time? Like it's crazy to say, but yes. what is his what is his potential? That. Exactly. That. So that's what gets people excited because you could be sitting on a Giannis rookie card, but it could be worth as much as a LeBron rookie card, which is nuts. So Trout, Giannis, uh, Lamar, and then hockey. There's a market for it, but it's just not anywhere near those. And the Lamar market is pretty solid because his ceiling is high. His floor is just so, so low. Right. This whole, I mean, this whole, is this like an international thing, like card market like another, another great question like a, like a card virgin yeah. essentially well that's that's what i wanted this to be so that's a great question is there an international market right now it's dominated by the u.s but like anything in life it starts in america and it goes international and that is part of why we see basketball being a stronger market than football because it's more of an international game. And that's why... I kind of disagree. We do like everything different than the rest of the world. The metric system. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, talk, <laughs> I'm talking about in a business sense. In a business yeah. sense, we go like basketball is a global game. Football, not really. It's obviously the biggest sport in America, but it's not like that. That's why I'm super hyped on these three cards. So I'm holding really again. If you go look on YouTube at Rui's um, highlights, he has highlights from like a regular season game with 500,000 views. All the comments are in Japanese. Yeah. It, it, they're obsessed. Jeremy Lin, you could get his card for pennies. His top cards for a few bucks. His 10-day streak, 10-game streak with the Knicks, those cards went up to thousands of dollars. Like I'm talking like $5.00. To $900 in two weeks because of how insane that market was. And Rui's actually good at basketball. <laughs> like you, know, that- you, know, you know who like the king of China is actually in terms of basketball? It's uh, Stefan Marbury. Stefan Marbury. Yeah. yeah I'm curious of like one of his like Knicks cards go for. They're not even... He- but he doesn't have the market to even like set a floor. Like really he's like good. he's like a Kardashian in he, China. Yes. Yes. So he's only gonna have a market there. We need to have a market in the US, which is Rui's one of the top five rookies by price. And then international, these two guys, Messi and Ronaldo, 2014, Prism, World Cup, Panini, look it up. So my thought process is soccer is the biggest game in the world. International sales are gonna come in. And these are two of the most respected players of all time. So you have Kylian Mbappe, who's like the young star. You know Mbappe, right? Yeah, I actually have a comment on Mbappe. And I'm actually Google a picture of him right now. I've had this thought for so long. Tell me that he doesn't look like an exact mix in the face between Giannis and Saquon. Giannis and Saquon. Okay, I see it. I see the job. <laughs> Yo, for me, it's like it's like spot on. Giannis and Saquon, if you put them in one person, it's Mbappe. We're gonna need not, one of we're gonna need down. Yeah, we're gonna need one of those like bleach report where they like mesh the faces together to to fully yeah, or, or Giannis or Saquon can come on and we can hash it out. <laughs> Oof, I don't know if we're getting Giannis or Saquon right now with with all the impending situations. Um, anyway. <laughs> but anyway. I have another question. I have hold another on, question. Real quick on Messi and Ronaldo. My reasoning... Chock full of questions. My reasoning for Messi and Ronaldo. So I've been telling everyone, buy Messi and Ronaldo. They're 30 or 50 bucks on eBay 2014. Prism, Panini, World Cup, right? Kylian Mbappe's 2018, that's his rookie World Cup card, is going for like 100 to 130. So twice the price. People love potential in the card market. So I'm not saying that Mbappe's price is too high. I'm just saying these are two greatest. I'm saying, right. I'm saying the group. No, but I'm saying Mbappe could totally go up because he is the Giannis of the soccer world right now. It's just like he can't be up there. And Messi and Ronaldo be down the here. Proportions, make, the proportions exactly. right now are making no sense. Exactly. So Messi and Ronaldo are going to be up there at 130 bucks. You buy five of them, you make 250 bucks. So that, that's my reasoning for that. Um, so when I was a kid, I would like go to to Target with my mom when she'd mm-hmm. like run there and love cards. 
And I would always say, Mom, 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 give me a pack of cards. Give me a pack of cards. Finding Panini and Prism packs like at your local Target or something like that? Or is there, or like, do you have to get, because I see you've been working eBay like it's your yeah. day job. Is yeah. that the place where you find the value cards? All right, here's the breakdown. One, which we love to do, is gamble. So what? there's, there's no. two forms of gambling. <laughs> You've seen me post about Blaze, right? So Blaze is a breaker. So they'll open up a box. And instead of you having to buy a $600 box, you can pay 30 bucks for the Eagles. And any card that comes out is going to be your card. You're going to have to pay 200 if you want to get uh, the Chiefs because you have the chance to get Mahomes. It's all odd. So that's full-blown gambling. Number two is... So wait. Yeah, let me stop you there. Is the Chiefs yeah. the most expensive team on a break in the NFL? No. So a 2018 or 2017 Chiefs would be Mahomes rookie year. 2018 would be the Ravens. 2019 is actually the Cardinals because of Kyler. He's the number one price quarterback rookie. I, you you laugh at Kyler, but the I next, don't laugh. I'm no, just but, like. But the next one is Daniel Jones. So think about that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not. so 2020 is going to be the Bengals. 2020, 2020 will be the Bengals one. It'll be like kind of Zion job. Like it'll be Bengals one. And then like, two, and then like, I would imagine. And then probably the Eagles hurts three. Got it. Right. Hurts three. Hurts three. So you have really hardcore gambling, which is just like, I'm looking for that one of one card. So you're $30 on the Eagles. If I do pull a Wentz of one black nebula, whatever, that could be worth a couple fire. thousand dollars. I don't, so, even, I don't even know what Nebula means. Right, but I'm in. Right. <laughs> so, and then you have, you could go buy a box, that box of cards from uh, DA Card World, Blowout Cards. There's a bunch of different ones online. So you could pay 500 bucks and get a box. You could get 250 for little boxes. But yes, like you're not going to find a ton of the great products at the Target or Walmart. You're just uh, getting like tops. Exactly. The stuff that it's not really going to be worth a ton. And then on eBay or StockX is where you buy singles. So if you want to make money, singles is really the place to play. Buying, flipping. You can find groups on Facebook. You can find people who sell on Instagram, on Twitter. That's really the place where you would go. If you were like, I love Kyler Murray. I love Kyler Murray this year. I don't own any of him. I need to get him. I think he could take that leap like Lamar. I just don't think he'll have the defense to put the wins together. So that's... Let's play a little game with you. Okay. Let's see how you've been in this industry, you'd say, for what, three months? Yeah. See what you. Let's see what you got. Right. I want you to price up, and I'm looking at the first result on eBay. Okay. A Saquon Barkley... Mm-hmm. 2018 okay. Panini Red Wave Prism number 202 PSA 10 rookie card. I'm just reading word for okay. word. Okay, all right. So how much of that was gibberish to you? None? No, like, I what, knew the whole thing. I what's knew, Red Wave mean? Red Wave is just uh, a parallel of it. So like right here, this is Drew Locke's base card, right? And then a card right here, you see how it's shiny and blue? Oh, the style. That's a hollow. So it's holographic, hologram, whatever. So it's the style of the card. So two things on that. One for everyone listening, and this is key. Abe is on eBay right now, right? So to find the value of a card, you need to search. Okay, search Saquon Barkley rookie card. You need to go, if you're on the desktop, to the left side of the screen and go to sold and completed list. Wait, wait, wait. What am I typing in? Saquon Barkley rookie card? Yeah, type in Saquon Barkley rookie card. Okay. Go go down. Well, let's do this exercise. Saquon Barkley rookie uh, prism. Rookie prism. Base. So that's going to be like the most... Rookie prism base. Right. That's going to be the most consistent card. When we're comparing prices, we're going to talk about their rookie card, their base card, and prism. Because that's just the the best way to compare. Product. Go to single? No, uh, no, that doesn't matter. So just scroll down and go on the left side of the screen on desktop. If you're on mobile, you'll filter it out. And you click sold listings. That's how you know the value of a card. Because that's what people pay for. Therefore, it's the value. I'm not seeing that. On the left side, command F and hit and just type in sold and it should pop to it. Sold items? No. <laughs> what I don't what do you mean no? Are you on eBay? <laughs> yes. And you type that in. <laughs> yes. Is it under like buying format? It's on the left side of the screen. Bro, I'm looking at it. <laughs> no, it's, it's command F sold. Yes. 
I'm on the top of eBay, Command F, sold. It only comes up sold items. Like yeah, your... sold items. That's what I want you to click on the left side of the oh, screen. You, why do you say anything? What did you think I wanted you to do? I kind of forgot. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So I'm you bad. see how the prices are green? Yes. Okay. That means that's the price they were sold for. So so you want me to guess what a Saquon uh, base is. I don't know because I don't look at any running backs or wide receivers. I only look at quarterbacks. Well, you're going to guess. Okay. So a Saquon base, I would guess, goes for like six bucks. That would be my guess. 16 $16. Okay. So scroll down, see if you see like a bunch that go in that range from 13 to 17, 13. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing 16, 50, 20. Okay. It's actually like $16 at this floor. Right. Okay. So that's really good. So this is part of my belief. A lot of people don't agree with me on this. I think that the running back and wide receiver spots are going to actually become more prevalent. Injuries definitely make their floor lower, but like someone who wants to get in, they can't, you can't get like a base prism of Mahomes anymore, but you could this get This doesn't a base make prism. sense to me though. This yeah. doesn't make sense because <clears throat> 2019, oh, I guess this wouldn't be a rookie. I'm looking at Mahomes now. Exactly. 2019 Mahomes will be less than a 2018 Lamar because that's Lamar's rookie year. Rookie year. Gee, 2017 Panini Prism Patrick Mahomes base rookie mint. Mint. So, so you want to take a swing at that? Does it say mint or is it actually mint? Meaning it has a PSA 10 on it. Like, is the card just a card or is it in a case like that? It's in a case, but it looks like it's a nine. Okay, so it's a nine. Uh, I can't click the whole image. <laughs> uh, I don't know what his, his base well, PSA. Well, it says $555. There this. you go, $555. So compare that to the Saquon card. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big difference. And there's a lot of factors involved in that. There's a lot of factors involved in that. I have a question, another question. Okay. Say that I am, and this is not really a say I am. Yeah. Say I'm broke. Yeah. Say I'm broke, but this is really intriguing. Okay. What's the best way to get in the door? Like to me, from this conversation, it, I imagine like you can swing a Kendrick Nunn card like a penny stock. Exactly. And then make money that way. Hundred percent. That's a perfect but like, example. But in the same breath. Does the does the reward that you're getting in terms of the value outplay shipping, going through all the works? But like, I'm a broke kid that wants to get into the card industry. Great question. So I think you gave a great example. I wouldn't use Kendrick Nunn. I'll use someone else. I was just trying to think yeah, of a nobody yeah, that became yeah, somebody. Exactly. So um, quick flips. You know, it's going to take hard work, just like all those shoe kids do. But Gary V has talked a lot about this one kid in his DMs. Talking a lot about Gary V. You got something coming up? (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking to Gary V. (laughs) Well, whenever people are listening to this, I'll talk to Gary V. 6 p.m. Thursday night. But uh, he, I mean, he's a big reason why I'm so into this. But he talks about this kid who had 50 bucks and then a couple months later at three grand. So, can you can you do this? With, you have my attention, <laughs> right? Can you? Because I, I have fifty bucks right here. Exactly. So you said, "Am I broke? Like, am I a broke kid?" Okay. Do you have six dollars? That's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. Six dollars to do this because you won't even. You really, know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. But some people ask, "Can I? Like, if I only had ten bucks to spend, could I do something?" Because of shipping I, costs, that's a little tough, right? Ten bucks is tough, but with fifty, a hundred bucks, absolutely, you could buy. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of this one kid. His name's Giannis. In 2013, what do you think a Giannis card was going for? Because it wasn't going for much. From Greece as a, as a late lottery pick. Exactly. And that's why. And Giannis is probably killing a lot of people's bank accounts now because they're investing in people like Suku, who was drafted to the Pistons. This international kid who has great potential. I'm not saying Suku doesn't, but his value probably is a little high, realistically, for what it should be. So um, you can absolutely, like players, let's think about, I mean, Lamar, that would have been a great flip. Drew Locke would have been a great flip already. Kyler was a number one pick. That's tougher. Baker's a number one pick. That's tougher. But if you had believed in Josh Allen, if you believe in Sam Darnold right now, get some base prisms of him. For what about a card like, on the defensive side of the ball, a Nick Bosa or a TJ Watt who had outstanding years and were nothing, candidates nothing, to rookie. 
Nothing. Really? Yeah. No market for defense. No market for defense. Nick, the Bosa new actually, NFL baby, just right. put points on the board. <laughs> exactly. Nick Bosa actually does have a little bit of a market in terms of defense, but they just don't like a, a Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis card. Nothing. Like and are, Aaron Aaron Donald breaking the sack record. Nothing. Like, nothing. But, but hey, with that being said, that's why it's my belief because like you and I can't understand why don't these cards have any value. I think. You want to get in for four bucks? Okay, you go buy four Aaron Donald cards. They could be worth ten bucks. That's actually like a two hundred fifty percent gain. Oh yeah, that, you know because you even though they're four dollar cards, if you right. if you have a bankroll that you're comfortable with, buy two hundred of them. Exactly. Like so, it doesn't matter what they cost. It's a matter of how many. Let's talk stock market shares you're buying. Right. Exactly. So why I'm so excited? This is the sports stock card market. No sports stock market for players. And it's complicated right now to get in, right? Like if you wanted to invest in Drew Locke, you can't just click a button and be invested in Drew Locke. You got to go to eBay, figure out his price, buy different cards. Like you're not only going to buy the base prisms, you might buy an auto or a hollow, et cetera. But then there's this company coming out called Starstock, who's creating a stock market. You want to buy 35 Drew Locke base prisms at $8 because you think... Week one on Monday Night Football, he's going to throw for three touchdowns and that card's going to go up to 12 bucks. You can do that. And they are creating that right now. It's That it, is what I'm in for. Exactly. And that's where I'm. But so that's, that seems like a rabbit hole that I could get lost in because I'll what? go into, I'll go into a, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go into an Eagles Cowboys Monday Night Football game thinking like, yo, Zach Hurts is going to go for 150 and three scores today. And so right before the game, I'll buy like we'll call it stock in Zachary right. 10 base prisms right. and I'll look to sell it Tuesday morning. Right. Is that how this thing is going to work? That's like, how this thing's going to work. That's and, a problem. And le- but let me <laughs> but let me give you an example of something. For a responsible trader, that'll be awesome. Exactly. For someone like myself who's an asshole, we're in trouble. But that's where I disagree because right now what are you going to do when you think Zach Ertz is going for three touchdowns? You're going to bet plus 800 that Zach Ertz goes for three touchdowns. And if he doesn't, you're out whatever you bet. If Zach Ertz catches a touchdown or goes for 60 yards, okay, maybe he drops 10 cents and you lost, you know, 80 cents. But if he does catch three touchdowns, okay, maybe you turned it into 25 bucks. And that was nice. So the floor and ceiling are capped because it's not just a single bet, but it's like a future bet. Like what happens if you had, who finished second in rookie of the year this year? Um, Didn't happen yet. No, in, NFL? in football, yeah. It was Josh Jacobs and then... Oh, no, Josh Jacobs was second. Right. And then Lamar's year. Who was even second? It was Lamar and... Wait, he wasn't Rookie of the Year. Who won Rookie of the Year that year? Saquon. Saquon, okay. So in these situations, if you wanted to make a bet on a rookie in the league, like let's say Burrow and Tua, let's say you're all in on Tua, plus 500, Rookie of the Year, even though he might not start, and you bet him, he balls out and finishes second, what are you left with? Nothing. But Tua could ball out and you could own 100 shares of him and he could 5X. You could win that bet and he doesn't need to win rookie of the year. You could sell him and still make a profit. So I, it's a it's just a fun, good way to get involved. That's why I'm hype on Starstock. I'm really excited about their platform. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing seems dope. Like, there are the littlest questions in my head are running through yeah. my mind. Like, well, let me get say you. I pull a say I pull a a base rookie. I don't know, um, Ja. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not even Ja. I'm trying to think of somebody like a Tyler Hero. Yeah. Okay, yep. The so self proclaimed baby goat. <laughs> yeah. That shit? yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's Jalen Hurts, <laughs> but it's nothing right now. But I get him to sign it. Personally, not not worth anything. I actually wondered about that a lot, but they sign enough cards that that's not going to swing the market. If you got MJ to sign a PSA ten of his rookie card, that's uh, a different conversation. That's, that's a, not getting me. That's not getting me out of bed. <laughs> that's taking a hundred K card to a five hundred K card potentially. But wait, no. wait, 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 that card's a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand dollars. If you have a pristine mint Michael Jordan rookie card, because it was made in nineteen eighty six. If it's in perfect condition, it's worth one hundred thousand dollars. One of our listeners has to have that, right? <laughs> and if you do send it in, I'll examine it. I promise I'll send it back. I promise. Yeah, no. 
Don't send that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be nervous to send it to the mail. Uh, but this whole card thing, man, I mean, maybe because you're just flooding my social feed with it, then I have nothing else to look at. But it's definitely very interesting for someone like me, especially, who's wasting money betting on games and everything. Just because I like to invest, like it gives me that idea that I'm investing. But I don't give two shits about call and puts on a e-trade stock. Like exactly. I want to do it in something I'm interested in, like sports. And I think Abe, this is from the what I gathered. This is where people can from what I've gathered. This is the this is the this is the way to go for, for sports the, stock as close as you're going to get. Right for the first time in the history of the world, I'm going to be able to tell you your predictions and opinions on players are wrong. Because there's going to be a intrinsic value tied to them. Like when you say... Oh, you're going to get annoying with that. No, though. no. But I'm saying in general, like for how many years have people wanted to say, this is like, dude, you're wrong. Like Wentz is so much better than Dak. Okay. So you're going to invest, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to invest a hundred bucks in Wentz. I'll take a hundred in Dak. And there are more factors. You do need right, a like ability. You do have to have, but, but nine times out of 10, the market will tell who actually turned out to be the better player, which is nine times out of 10. But then you're looking at something like I have a Nick Foles base prism rookie card or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have the same thing in Carson Wentz. Yeah. Like Nick Foles is worth more, right? No, Wentz would be worth more because of the potential of Wentz. And Nick Foles wasn't a good quarterback. He just has one title. Think Trent Dilfer. Like those guys aren't going to have value just because they win a title. It will to a Philly fan. Which is, but you're telling me that Super Bowl run did nothing to a Nick Foles card? It probably raised it a little. And I, I, really? I you could have been a buyer. And then he signed a huge deal with Jacksonville. But then he was horrible. So, you know what I mean? Like you 13-3 and three with Chicago. <laughs> that is my prediction on Nick Foles. I should be like... Let me ask you another question while we're on the topic. Hold on. Let me give you a fun example of a way to make money. If you're out of your damn mind... And you think, which I am. And no, 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 I'm talking to the listeners, not to you, because I know this isn't for you. And you're a Bears fan, and you think Mitch Trubisky is actually good. Go pick up every Mitch Trubisky <laughs> card on the market for pennies on the dollar. If he beats out Foles, leads them to the playoff, makes a complete 180 on last year's season, you're going to be a rich person. Even just one year? Like say say because they lose he's so young round. because he's so young right say they lose in the wild card round but but Trubisky leads them to ten and is it seven this year that's so weird no uh, it's only sixteen this year extra all right the seventy yeah, so yeah. say he leads them to ten and six yeah. and he gets that next contract right like would you advise someone to sell 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 I I, so, I right? mean we're not Mitch fans so you're asking could it make that big of a bump. Like here's where is, is that is that bump worth it if they lost in the wild card round? Here's where you have to think about it. But it got Mitch paid. Right. His card might go from four dollars to six dollars. But do you understand a 50% return on investment is like that's it's unheard insane. of in the stock market? Exactly. It's absolutely insanity. If you want to make a different, like, okay, if I invest 500 in Mitch and then it's worth 750, that's a nice turn. If I invest Jack. Yeah. Now, I'm not I'm not doing Mitch Trubisky. I promise Let's you that. Come on. So, one year. So one the, year. The market is weird, though, because think about a player. So you have Mahomes and, and Lamar. But think about Deshaun Watts way below those two guys. You would think his car, superstar quarterback, even though we don't necessarily think so. Some players just don't really hit with the market. If you do get good enough, no matter what, at the quarterback position, there'll be buyers for you. But you don't have you. That's why I like Drew Locke. Literally, there's a video of him dancing on the bench, singing, rapping. Whatever. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a and everyone favorite. loves him, and that <laughs> actually has to go into it. It's a lot about speculation. Fan favorite, exactly. So, I think as a podcast, I mean, we're kind of in on Drew Locke, but I think we need to pick one more quarterback this year. Let's buy his cards and just. Hope for the best. Maybe Tyrod. I don't care. <laughs> Not Tyrod. <laughs> you want to get the young guy. So you said no to Kyler. I didn't say You're not no. a big believer in Kyler. So just to put it in perspective. You know what? You Kyler, know what? Kyler's I'm not, really I don't price. really understand the Kyler hype. I do fully. That offense. He's amazing. Like he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, yes. All right, let's go check in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyler's pretty high price, but. 
That doesn't mean it's a bad investment either because he's... How much... All right, another question. Yeah. How much was the Kyler card change from the acquisition of D-Hop? So, uh, that's a great question. I would say his cards probably went up 10 to 15% just based off the fact he got DeAndre Hopkins. And this is something for everyone out there. If you're going to go do your research, what you're going to run into is you're going to see Kyler Murray six months ago at 200 bucks, and now Kyler Murray a month ago at 600 and then Kyler today at 800 And you're going to get that buyer's remorse of, damn, I wish I had been buying six months ago. But when his card's worth 2K because he was a top five quarterback in fantasy this year and scored 40 a game, even though they lose every game by letting out 45, that's when you're going to regret when you don't have his $2,000 card. So there's buyer's remorse. But I'm telling people to get into the card market right now. If you make smart investments in, in good players, just based off people getting in, because there's going to be this rush over the next two years, the value of every card will go up 10% unless your player is absolutely terrible. So I don't know. I think this card, I think this card industry talk was actually the last thing I needed. <laughs> because I because quarantine hit, I stopped betting. Exactly. Like, it's so weird holding on to paychecks that I'm receiving and not Donnie's spending stimulus them on, check. Not, those... not sending them right to FanDuel. Um, but now I see another outlet. So it's a little dangerous, but I mean, this is very, I mean, I've definitely been curious going into it, which is why I'm very excited that we had this conversation. I mean, just looking off of your social, how did this start? Like what made you just be like, all right, let's do it. Like we were joking about it, but Vaynerchuk, like whether you like him or not, and I've seen funny ass memes about him, like. He repeats himself. Like he, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's the same. Stuff. I've seen so many like parody accounts to people making right. videos. I mean, they're him. hysterical. The one thing about Gary V is like, love him or hate him, he nails this shit. And then when he nails this shit, when he makes his arguments, to me, whatever it is, they just always make so much sense. Like, think about all the things I've told you. Because you want them to make sense? Because, maybe because you want them to make sense. But I would love for someone to play devil's advocate. I mean, you might not be able to necessarily. Because I think about it in this way. Yeah. All right. This is good. This isn't the hottest. No one's really going to like what I'm about to say. Yeah. But I think a lot of what Nick Wright says yeah. is wise and educated just because I know he has that LeBron fan thing like me where uh-huh. I'm just buying into what he's saying. Because I know that he's on the same side. Totally. As me. And and you there's no way anyone would agree with any anything everyone said, specifically in terms of money and business. Like it is risky to do this. I'm not saying dump hundred percent of your assets into this. I might be, but I'm not saying you necessarily should be. But I'm just a huge believer in everything. Like when I talked about the sports card stock market thing, you got excited visibly. You get it as a sports fan. And it's like gambling has become legal. It's become less taboo. This is a better way for some people to gamble. It makes it more interesting. The market's only going to continue to evolve. It's it's just, I think it's where it's headed. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. There's a No, I'm definitely interested. I'm like, can you like put a card on Amazon if you wanted, or is eBay really the only way? So eBay... Because eBay is a bid. bid Right. So eBay for bidding, if you're going to sell cards. Instagram is going to become... I mean, it's already becoming... If you follow card accounts, they'll sell stuff. You'll know who are the reputable people. There's Facebook groups. StockX is doing their thing. StarStock's doing their thing. There's there's options, and that's what's going to happen. As the market grows, there's only going to be a ton of different options. All right. Before we before we do ranked and, and close out the show, I want you to give your three things to most be aware of and mindful of, of somebody new entering the card industry. Okay. Good question. All right. One, I would say always... Do your research and do eBay sold listings. That way you at least know the price of, of some, what they were. Of so, you what, know right. so even if you pay a bad price as a beginner, and that'll happen because you're not always going to get the best deal. Have you got any stories about that? Have no. you watched a sale yet? I mean, I'll give you an example. Messi, Ronaldo, I got super excited because they're at 50 bucks and then they dropped to like 40. I think they're going to 100, so I'm not taking that personally, but that is 20% higher than they are today. So sometimes if you're listening to this and you're like, I got to go buy cards, 
yes, breathe, take your time. Call, like, call Gamblers Anonymous. Right. Like the, the cards will still be there tomorrow, most likely. Even though it feels like there is this anxiety and pressure to get them before they go up 10% tomorrow, 10% the next day. So number one, check your prices, do your research, et cetera. Two, always, if you're, if you're working on Instagram, Facebook, any of those platforms that aren't like, not legit, but verified sellers, send as like where you have backup. So on PayPal, send goods and services. Don't just Venmo or Cash App someone. The market, or they call it a hobby. Like people are very friendly in this hobby, but you just can't trust people like that. And then number three, I would say, understand. I'm not going to make any investment advice. If you think Mr. Bissy is a good investment, go do it. But understand there are floors to these guys. Like if he's not, there's a floor to Lamar Jackson. If Lamar does tears ACL tomorrow practicing, he's going to drop in half. So there are risks involved. Basketball tends to be safer than football. Obviously there's a higher injury risk, but like think about Paul George, think about Russell Westbrook and Paul George got hurt. Russ didn't, but Russ MVP triple double guy never got to change. Like that would have been, in 2016, where you're probably buying a lot of Russ, thinking he is the Giannis of today. So just understand what you're getting into. This is cool because it's like, all right, Jack and I, every week we have takes like Skip and Stephen A. They have right. takes. If you have a take out there right. and you believe in your take, prove, prove it. it. Exactly. How much do you believe in your take? Go buy the card. Exactly. Right. I can't sit here any longer and say I would rather have Lamar Jackson than Patrick Mahomes as my franchise quarterback. Unless I own zero Patrick Mahomes cards and I own a hundred Lamar Jackson cards. And well, you're still, I, you're still just stupid. Right, right, exactly. And what I think is exciting about this is, yes, you've texted your friend say, this kid's a stud. He's going to be a stud. And it pays off. And what do you get out of that? You get that pride, which is fun. Now you but get half, pride. The, half the time, half the time, your friends only remember you saying that. Exactly. So this time you can just go like this and pull it out. Right, pull like it out. Your, your other hand, you have a middle finger up. <laughs> you got... And then in your pocket, you have three times the cash that it costs to get that card, which is fun. Cards, 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 baby. Cards, cards, cards. All right. Snapback fam, if you guys have any questions, hit me on Instagram at Jack Settlement. Abe, we're going to get Abe to make his first investment in someone. Well, I I looked, I looked. Uh, yeah. Who would your first investment be in? Because like what who just came to mind like yeah. a few minutes ago, yeah. randomly, is John Wall. Interesting. He came to mind because I just imagine he's on the Wizards. Like the Wizards have no direction. He's on this big contract. He's just came off a torn Achilles, but I still believe in John Wall as the player. So, I mean, I can't imagine, maybe I'm totally off base that a John Wall card costs that much. But I mean, his talent alone is something to get me to believe in whether or not he's able to bounce back or make anything from the wizard situation is a whole different story. But when you I ask so high, always a that was strategy. that was the first. Yeah, that was Wall's the first interesting. That came to mind. Wall's John interesting Wall. because like they actually have Beal and they have Rui. Like their the organization isn't great, but they have a solid core, and people have kind of forgotten about him. And the reason why I actually like that you picked John Wall is because he's not in a terrible market. DC is fine. Like we talk about Darren Fox. No one watches Sacramento Kings games, but you have John Wall, and people love John Wall, his swag, the, right. the whatever, the funny memes. Like if you're getting memed, you have potential to right. be liked by, by the general public. The reason why I love Giannis is because I think he's going to win a title, but if he can escape Milwaukee, if he just plays a single game in <laughs> LA, Miami, or New York, or Brooklyn, Not some Brooklyn. some diehard crazy beer drinking two X two X tomorrow. They're they the only player really ever that it's ever happened to was LeBron. They're calling it his 2018 card, LeBron or LeBron rookie Lakers. They don't do this. Like if KD goes to the Nets, there's no rookie Nets card. They don't talk about it. like, but that's how crazy the Laker market is. They think if he wins a title for LA. Not only will he have four, but he'll those LA rookie cards will be massive. Yeah, I mean, other than that, things that come to mind. I know you said you're not high on the running back and wide receiver market right now in football, but yeah. I look at I look at something this past year and how deep the wide receiver class was. So that makes me interested to maybe take a shot on a Michael Pittman or a or a Denzel Mims, someone that wasn't drafted mm. as high in the second round, but that class was so deep. So. 
take a shot. Yeah, I I would not suggest going running back wide receiver for now, but I think there is. It's logic funny to how it. it's funny the adverse relationship <laughs> between running backs in real life that you have. <laughs> And the card market for running backs. Well, yeah. I, because I, you think running backs is going this way, but I, you are so anti-running back when it comes to the But I'm, I'm anti-running back in the card market for now, for sure. I think my prediction, I'm not actually investing in this prediction, but I think that's going to open up the market to more people. You think it? Prove it. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's do rank. Yeah, let's do rank. So we are ranking because uh, we got to get Abe out of here. Um you got time. You got time for the snap. We're chilling. We're chilling. What do you um, mean? I got all the time in the world. Ranked on this episode, we are ranking the best stadium atmospheres of all time. So whether that is uh, that we've been to, that, that we've been to, either that's most hostile, best vibes, best game, and it happened to be in the best stadium, whatever it is, we're going to rank that. So, Abe, uh, let's go your number three. My number three, and this is pretty much applicable to anybody. Um, it's whenever you're at a game in a hostile environment, mm-hmm. right? Like a couple of years ago, Jack Jack didn't have any affiliation in the game, but Penn State was at Ohio State. It was the game where Saquon returned the opening kick. I think we all know how that game ended, but I was drunk. I don't think I was, most people remember, but... Uh, Penn State blew a lead just like they do every time. Um <laughs> I had a lot of beer. I was confident. Like there's nothing better than when you don't have any worry in the world and you can say whatever you want to any fans because the game hasn't started yet. Right. 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 Like, like you're just, you're in foreign territory running your mouth. And I think we all know how much I enjoy doing that. And that to me is one of the most fun atmospheres is everybody around you. hating. Everyone around you hating you. The caveat is there are some fan bases that will take it too far. And I'm talking. We'll lead into my number two. I'm talking like like when I went to the Eagles game with you, I wore the Lamar Jackson jersey in a big Not even a Ravens game. game. Right, right. Just completely arrogant. Like the Eagles fans picking on me was funny. It was creative. It was good. They can attack me personally, but at no point did I ever feel in danger. If I had been wearing a Cowboys jersey and in that Eagles stadium, like there's times where they can make people feel in danger. So... The hostile, it depends stadium to stadium. You give a good example, the horseshoe. Midwestern people who so just nice. want to talk shit. So nice. But at the end of the day, they're not, like, I went to a Colts Also, Browns. Also, yeah, they're from the Midwest, but by the end of the game, they weren't that nice. <laughs> right. But they would never cross that line. Like, I went to a Colts playoff game for the Ravens, and I'm like 10, and my brother's 8, and my cousin's 11, and this chick is like, magic pixie dust they're like messing with 10 year olds which is like hilarious and you know might throw us off but we're not worried that they're spraying magic pixie dust on us because they got Peyton Manning's forehead so there's definitely a line to that but I like that pick all right my number three is very personal Benedictine prep in Virginia I played a basketball tournament there in like a high school gym well there it's a high school game and there's something different and I'm gonna pair this actually with Kansas their basketball arena, same field, basketball, high school gym. There is nothing crazier than the, the benches, the loud atmosphere. We called a timeout. The other team went on like an 8-0 run. We called a timeout. We didn't say a single word. That's how loud it was. You could not hear the person next to you. I'm not even talking about like you, you can't hear you, you can't hear in the huddle. I'm talking you can't hear. Like there was no point of the coach saying anything because you couldn't hear him. So. That was crazy. Kansas, similar atmosphere for college. It was pretty nice. Think that we can find by tomorrow a Benedictine grad or someone that goes there? Ooh, I when like this drops. So, so the game was McDonough Eagles. It was probably 20. So you have to be from, let's, let's see if we can find someone. You have to be from Virginia. Maryland. No, no, is there no, anyone Virginia. out there? We were down in Virginia for a tournament. Oh, is there anyone out there that goes to Benedictine or went to Benedictine or goes to the middle school that's going to go to Benedictine? <laughs> DM Jack or I, I want to talk. 2013 McDonough versus Benedictine. And I'll give you a player who's on the team if this helps. Robert Johnson. It doesn't. It doesn't. He, not you. For the people listening, <laughs> Robert Johnson, he went to Indiana, but he played there. And um, yeah, that, that was not. There we go. Number two for you. Snake. All right. Number two for me. I know this is going to be a weird one. I've literally, I mean, I've been to hundreds of Ravens games. And MT Bank, really strong home field advantage. But by not my, the upper echelon of the like the league, like exactly not the upper echelon of the league. By like any you stretch. don't like what well, you're talking. 
putting M&T in the category where you hear like Seattle, Seattle or Lambo right. or Lincoln it, Financial. Not Lincoln Financial, but okay. Link, I would say Seattle. Seattle's one in terms of volume and noise in the NFL, and then everyone's kind of below them. I think then it's like the Link and Lambo, and, and you guys are more hostile. But Seattle's known to be the loudest. Which, by the way, when we went in there and smacked them, they weren't so loud. So, but. And we lost the game, but this year's playoff game, like I said, I've been to a hundred Ravens games. Wait, the game where there was a 0.0000000 chance you guys lost? That post is directly correlated to the noise that was coming for the stadium. I have never in my life heard that at a football stadium. In zone for you. Yeah. Maybe this is the Ravens year. No fans. Quiet. No, no fans. Maybe, maybe the noise threw us off. That was like the. I mean, there's something special about a home playoff game. The pregame, Ray Lewis Man, and the team, course. the black. It, it was awesome. I'm sure and, any. I'm sure anyone out there will say their team's playoff atmosphere. But for but black, hold on, hold on. So then we Titans get the ball. We force that. Yes, third please down. tell. Please tell me what happened that game. Third down. We're going crazy. Incomplete on third. I mean, the stadium is roaring. We're rolling down the field. Mark Andrews drops a pass, and it was never the same. But those first four minutes were unbelievable, like a high that you can't even imagine. So when we post this graphic on Snapback, we're going to post Ravens playoff parentheses first four minutes. (laughs) Yeah, first four minutes. And pregame, and pregame. Right. Uh, My uh, firsthand, um, it's any time game. Just them. I don't care if it's week four. I don't care if it's week 16 and you need to win to get in. There's something different in the air in Philadelphia when it's Dallas week. You you know it just by talking to me. I wake up on Tuesday morning and I'm amped for Sunday. Like I feel like it's a playoff week. The animosity that this city has for the Dallas Cowboys is number one. The only word I, I put to it is childish because... <laughs> You have to take a step back and realize that it's a game. That being said, the amount that this city hates the Dallas Cowboys makes the atmosphere when you're there that much better. I don't care if the game is irrelevant. If it's Dallas week, Sunday at the link, there's no place like it. And Jack, you were there. And it's, I mean, it's not as easy to enjoy when you're not an Eagles fan, obviously, because you're not as amped up and you were watching as a third party fan. But like, I mean, you saw me that entire day. I was, I woke up, of I woke up ready to go, like dancing in the way we had to drive to like, like FanDuel and God knows where I was bumping Meek Mill at 830 in the morning. There's nothing like an Eagles Cowboys game. And I really believe that except my number one, you also experienced it. The Penn State whiteout game happens once a year. Whether or not they win is a different story. Like you can trash me about that, but 106,000 fans all on their feet in all white, especially at night. I've never seen. Anything. Do they do whiteouts not at night? Probably not. That would be. Stupid. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, when they play, like all of the lights by Kanye, and everyone puts up their phone lights, like. I think what that, about Zombie Nation? Isn't that your jam? Yeah, Zombie Nation. But like that's I feel working. like that's like the hype thing about it. Yeah, no, Penn it State. is, it is, it is. And like you can see, like we sat in the end zone, you could see like different sides going up and down. Just having that many people in one area that loud in like a bleacher setting where there aren't yeah. individual seats, it's like more of a mosh pit. Middle middle of, of Pennsylvania that no one even would and know it turns out 108,000 people. <laughs> right. right. So two things on that. One, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, okay, these are Ava and Jacks, and we're doing some more general stuff. We want to hear like what is your what's the environment you've been to? But it also made me think about that. In I've been listening to like Amani and some other Penn State players, Grant, and they all of them are obsessed. They're like it's toughest different. place to play. It's different. No, 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 they say that's their favorite, but the toughest place to play is Iowa. They got the wave, the night game. Oh, I mean, wait, when they went to the funny, children's hospitals, that's not fair, right? But which is funny because I thought yes, Iowa is a great environment, but I, I could tell that you guys lost the game in Iowa, and and your guys were just like shook or something, like oh. by the crowd opposite it was the year that you we, did win that crazy comeback that game. was that was the yeah. year we went to that was the year after the rose bowl 
So we ended up probably blowing a game to Ohio State later in the <laughs> That that would make sense on the schedule. Yeah, no, we Iowa's always a tough pay, place to play, but going off what you said about everybody else, like I asked Jack before this started, I was like, what about Camp New? Like you've been there. Like I'm sure a million people have been to crazy soccer places yeah. or like God knows what Camp New hear about it. Camp New was a definitely a touristy. They're less touristy than Real Madrid, but when I went to Tottenham and in Old White Hart Lane, that was pretty cool. The English environment. I actually have a one B, and this will yeah. be just for a few listeners that are on the on the pod. Um, <laughs> I'm, knock I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Loomer Hall in, in July. There's <laughs> not. There's nothing like Loomer. <laughs> there's nothing like a summer. Camp. For those who I don't mean, know, we used to play basketball. And we'd go to this place called Loomer Hall. And I don't even think they had, they didn't even have baseline threes, but like the crowd would sit literally on the court essentially. And as, as 11 year old kids playing basketball and getting heckled, like it was, it felt like I was literally in the garden. Yeah. Like, uh, like it, what's it called? Like Cameron crazy. That, yeah, I, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. There, I need to go. I, there. That's a bucket list thing. Is yeah. yeah. Let's build a bucket list off of this. So if you guys have crazy, because I think sometimes it's more fun to go to like the bucket list places for the crazy environments than it is to go see like Patrick Mahomes, even though the chiefs have a crazy home. And we still need band. one from you. Yeah. My number one to close us out is super bowl this year. in Miami hard rock stadium was great. The weather was great. The vibes were high. It was a great week in Miami, but like just sitting there, 630, 80 degrees. You have the best two teams in the world besides the Ravens about to face off. The lights are on. Everyone in the world is watching. It was just so cool. You've never been to a Super Bowl, right? No, I mean, I mean, the Chiefs and the Niners got to play in Miami. Of course, the one Super Bowl the Eagles win is in fucking Minnesota. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> That's how it works. The I only mean, the only positive was like me and my friends all said this, like, watch, we'll win the Super Bowl, but like it'll be because the Jags beat the Patriots and we beat like Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> like when the Phillies won in 08, we beat the Rays. Who cares? Like you beat, uh, but it was cool beating the Patriots. But like yeah. Minnesota, come on. Yeah, Eagles versus Jags in Minnesota would have been the least. Dude, no. Portals <laughs> against Nick Falls would have been epic. Would have diced him up. All right, Snapback fam. Appreciate you guys listening. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming through. We're working hard on this podcast. So be subscribed. Uh, let us know. We're going to get some more engagement going on Instagram, talking to you guys like you deserve. So we will talk to you again on Monday. Until then, much love. Peace. Peace.